You're listening to Focus on the Bible. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us on Focus on the Bible. I want to explore something with you today that David from the Bible thought was almost just too good to be true. Tell your friends and wake the neighbors. The Bible has good news for people living in a dreary world. Let's talk about this. I'm in Psalm 139, and I hope you have a Bible handy that you could join me in this verse-by-verse look at this great work of David, who loved the Lord so much and knew that he was loved by God. Here we go, verse number one. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Is that good? David is certain that under inspiration that the Lord knows him. He knows him so well that David uses this word search and know. To know means to know by seeing. So God has his eye on David. He's watching him. He searched him and he's watching him and knows him because he sees what David is doing. David says, you know, my down sitting, he knows when I'm going to sit down and he knows when I'm going to rise up. Is that good, friend? Is it good to know that this is a very personal God? He is so close, so near, and has a watchful eye that's on David. He says in verse 3, Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. The word compass here is a word from the Old Testament that could be used when they would winnow their grain. That is, they would, they would blow on the outer husk, this very light part of the grain, and it would go every which way. That, that husk would be blown everywhere, all around in the wind. That's the idea that David says when God has compassed his path. God is all around and all over that path where David is walking. And when he says he's acquainted with all my ways, he's familiar. God is familiar. He knows our habits, he says. He knows which way we tend to go. Verse number four says, For there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Now that might not be a good thing to think of if your words were not good words. But David is planning on speaking some good words in his day and God knows every one of them before they ever come out of his mouth. That's good. Verse 5, Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. The word beset means to block the path. And so the Lord has, has put himself behind David and put him in front of David so that nothing is going to get to David unless God checks it out and allows it to come to him. That's good. And so no wonder that verse 6, David says, Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. It's too good to be true, right? That God who sits at the control panel of the whole universe has his eyes on me. 
and that God is acquainted with everything that I'm doing, who knows me because he searched me. God is into me, David says. And just the thought of it is too much to comprehend. Verse number seven now, David is going to ask a question and it'll take him four verses to give the answer to this question. Here we go. Verse seven, whether shall I go from thy spirit? There's the question. Where shall I go that I would ever be removed from your care and your presence in my life? Or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. There are three ifs in that long answer David gives about where could I go that I would ever be separated from your care. If, 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 he says. The first one, verse 8, if I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Now, David is not referring to final hell here. This is not Gehenna. When he uses the word hell, that's Sheol. That's the place of the dead, the abode of the dead. He's using extraordinary language here. He's using the full spectrum. If I go up, he says, if I go up into heaven, behold, you're there. If I go down, 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 all the way down into the heart of the earth to Sheol, the abode of the dead, well, you'd be there too. I can never go anywhere that I know of in the limits of the whole universe, God, that you wouldn't be with me. Is that good, friend? Do you ever feel alone? You're not. Not if you hold this great position as David did, that you're connected with God. If you're one of the redeemed today, don't you think that it's time that you and I lived in these promises and that we stop feeling like sometimes we're alone or that we're weird or that we're untouchable, that no one could ever walk in our shoes? Because God is so near, He is all over His kids. Verse 9, here's another if. He says, if I take the wings of the morning. Now, this is so good. The wings of the morning means that when you are up early in the morning, I hope you are a sun watcher. I hope that you see the sun rise and know the presence and power of God in the morning. But before you ever see that ball of burning hydrogen come up over the horizon, you'll first see these long rays of light. Those are the wings of the morning. They literally are light rays from the sun before you see the sun itself. And where do they go? They go forever, don't they? David says, Lord, if I could put myself onto the end of one of those sun rays and ride that sun ray as far and wherever it's going, 
you'd be there with me too. There's just no way to get outside of his presence and care. He says, and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea. If David could go down into the deepest hole in the ocean, God would be there too. Even there, he says, verse 10, shall thy hand lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. Here's another if in verse 11. Remember, he's answering the question, Lord, is there anywhere in the whole universe I could go that your presence wouldn't be with me? If, 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 here we go. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. Did you go through a phase in your life when you were afraid of the dark? You know, the darkness has a way, doesn't it? The darkness seems to conceal all the things that we're afraid of, and we think that those things can jump out of the darkness and get us. No, not if you approach the darkness like David did. He said, Lord, the darkness is just like the light to you. It's not a barrier to your eyesight. It doesn't keep you away from me. It doesn't take me out of your protective care. Ah, this is so good. It's too good for us. It's too high. The thoughts are too awesome. If we could just remember these great promises from the Bible all day long, wouldn't our days be so much better? And wouldn't this deliver us from so much fear that's in life? Wouldn't it deliver us from so many dreary thoughts that accompany us while we live in a fallen, broken world? But God is bigger than all the things that are dreary around us. Verse 13 says, For thou hast possessed my reins, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. Now, David is going biological here. He's referring to the baby in the mother's womb. He says, You possessed, that is, you owned me. He says, You possessed my reins. Now, this is a strange word, reins. It literally, usually in the Bible, refers to the kidneys, sometimes the mind, but what it means is the inmost parts. It's the innermost part of our physical being. And David says, you, God, owned my inmost being. He says, thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. So David didn't have to wait to be born, did he? David didn't have to grow into this presence of God. No, even in his mother's womb, God claimed him. And God says, I own you in your very innermost being. Verse 14, David says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Do people sometimes make you feel ugly? People sometimes make you feel like you're not good enough, that you don't belong. Well, maybe it's time that you and all of us turned our eyes to God, our maker, and figured out that these promises are real. God made you, friend, and he didn't make any junk, did he? David says, I'm going to praise you, God, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, when he writes this word wonderfully, it's a word that means I am distinguished. 
It's a word that means I'm set apart. It's a word that means I'm not like all the others you made. I have my own distinct traits that you made in me inside my mother's womb. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. Down in your soul, friend, how awesome would it be that you are absolutely content with the way that God crafted you as an individual, gave you your own fingerprints, gave you your own look, gave you your own ways that make you unique among all the other people. That's who you are if you're like David. Verse 15 says, My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. In the secret place, in the very humble beginning where babies are born, David says, God, you were there and you knew every part of my substance of my little body. Thine eyes did see my substance yet being unperfect. And in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. And so, friend, don't you know that that little baby is in the womb? That's me, says David. That's a king in the womb of its mother. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God, how great is the sum of them." So David could confidently go out and face life. He could face a lion, a bear, or a giant, knowing that that God had his back. David could face a rebellious child. David could face a whole army of people who were against him and a wicked Saul who was throwing spears at him, all because of the confidence he had in God, his maker. Friend, are you connected with your Creator? Are you certain that you know Him? Do you possess eternal life? Without a shadow of a doubt, do you know that you've believed in Christ? That's the only way you and I have into eternal life. Trust Him, the one who loves you and died for you on the cross, paid your sin debt, who give you eternal life by faith alone in Christ. This episode is a production of Focus Evangelistic Ministries Incorporated. For questions or comments about this episode or another biblical topic, you can write to us at Focus Ministries Incorporated, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. For more information about our ministry, you can visit our website, freddiecoyle.org. That's F-R-E-D-D-I-E-C-O-I-L-E.org. We hope to see you again for next week's episode of Focus on the Bible.